my definition of success, unlike um, my parents or the people around me, has very little to do with the primary concept of the U.S., which is um, just work, mm-hmm. work, 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 <laughs> and then we can enjoy. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. How can you use your bucket list when you recognize that your life is not where you want it to be? Today's bucket list storyteller did just that, realizing that she wasn't in a good place, her health wasn't the greatest. She put on her bucket list to do something that could be considered pretty scary, but it turned out everything that she could hope for, for her life and the transformation of it. Let's start crossing it off. Our guest is Alejandra Rojas, and she describes herself as an entrepreneur, podcaster, uh, experience seeker, and traveler. Alejandra, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So what is it that you crossed off your bucket list? Well, I lived in New Zealand. (laughs) Okay. So let's go back. Tell us where you were before you moved to New Zealand and why New Zealand? Yeah. Well, I was living in the United States. I'm originally from Colombia. I already uh, had, you know, um, a move from countries to live in the United States, but I was in a, in a very, um, undesirable position uh, with with my profession. I was kind of stuck on my life. Um, I was dealing with a money burned out and that was ironic for me because I'm a finance professional and, Mm. you know, it was just, it was a lot, a lot going on in my life. And you know how you see these pictures of amazing New Zealand, Mm -hmm. all nature, all like, I, I mean, best um landscapes that you can imagine and then i was reading through a magazine i was like huh that would be nice to live there i didn't have the desire like uh other people that are really into new zealand have but it really caught my eye those landscapes and everything so and and for some reason every time that i would see something about new zealand i would feel a sense of peace Hmm. a sense of oh i want to be there so I put it on my bucket list more than just the place. It was for the sense of what I wanted to feel at that moment. So I said, this is the way I want to feel. And I'm going to go there because that's the place that will allow me to feel the way I want to feel. So describe <laughs> that for us. What is that feeling? What was what was the thing that you desired that spoke yeah. to you through New Zealand? Yeah, so... Because I was going through my own burned out, as I, I, I study finances, uh, I love finances, numbers are my love language. I did the <laughs> quote unquote all the right things. Mm. Um, ended up having a great job in in the US. You know, I was quote unquote the successful person, right? For everybody around me. And it just it I was not fulfilling myself in fact uh at the point when i recognized that i had a burned out i was already vomiting i was i was going to bed crying all the time and it was just a hot mess right and i just didn't see how by staying at the same place 
I was going to be different because this was not something about situations uh, that like, you know, something happened in a specific situation. <laughs> so it was going to get fixed. It was my entire being. Uh, it was just like, I'm trapped. So when I was looking through the magazines, I was at the moment, you know, looking for escapes, how, how I'm going to change my, my life around when I was looking through the magazines it was this feeling of i can be free like this hmm. is what these landscapes really transmits to me like going to a country where nobody cares if you walk into the supermarket uh barefoot like what <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, that's the key with life uh we we work but we also take care of ourselves so every time that we i will look um something about new zealand i will look at the like the culture maori culture just wrap my head around it. it's like how one country was able to survive like uh, colonizers and indigenous mm. people made an agreement and it was just everything was speaking to me as this is the place where you are allowed to be whoever you want to be, regardless of the labels, regardless if you are successful or not, regardless if you are dressed up uh, for an office or not, or whatever it is, this is the place where if you want to today be a billionaire, but still go and walk barefoot to the supermarket and then <sighs> have the pub to, to get beers with your colleagues, you are not less or more than anybody. You're just a human being. That was the feeling that that really um, pushed me to put it on my back at least and go for it. Okay, so I, I need to go back a little ways because everything you've described right then in that in those sentences really speaks to how some people would say, oh, well, why didn't you not find that in America? You came from Colombia and then you came to the U.S., and now all of a sudden you're you're not a, did you not experience yeah. some, that same thing? What do you think the difference was in those two journeys and those two transitions that now you can say, okay, New Zealand's it. And I, I'm American, so I'm trying to figure this out. And as many of my listeners are, would be. Too, <laughs> but, but please tell us what is it that was different in those two transitions from places. Yes, I think everything comes down to my own definition of success. Mm. And that was when I really could see the difference, not only the place, but the person that I was allowing myself to be on the different places. My definition of success, unlike um, my parents or the people around me, has very little to do with the primary concept of the U.S., which is um, just work, mm-hmm. work, 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 <laughs> and then we can enjoy. Uh, because when I was um, a little kid, I suffered a health um, immune system condition. I do value and appreciate time and my life here because I know how privilege I am to be alive uh it was not my life was I, I don't take my life for granted mm. so um the this success meaning was just not there and I felt that with everybody that I came across when I was being that person that was uh leading all her actions through 
the definition of success from somebody else, that person couldn't find anything in the United States. So uh, although uh, afterwards I came back, it's a different, it has nothing to do with the place, but the person that I was allowing myself to be. So I think that, that that's the core was the core to me my definition of success and and the way that i understood that yeah uh united states is great to work to you know uh get your like i don't know get your assets together there is a lot of opportunities um and like many people say that is like there is always a way to do things in the United States. But to me, it what was most important for me was to really get to enjoy the time, uh, not work per se or not work for the future, but really be with mm. me here and in the future. And that was something that was really like, took me a long time to understand because just like you did the question i i did the question to myself too <laughs> like what happened there but that was really something that took time for me to understand but it was more you know how as a collective we get cer- certain social rules those right. rules in, in in the u.s is more like if you are being quote unquote lazy you're not gonna get uh, to the point that you should be at a certain age it doesn't matter how you feel right now I, I mean when i made the decision to put new zealand on my backup list i was in a burnout i was like vomiting i was i couldn't be more sick i was literally yeah. trading my life for for whatever the definition of success of somebody else was so at that moment uh, i had to really face myself and say listen you know how privileged you are to be living here because the doctors didn't give you past six years old. You Hmm. know that every, every day that you have here on this earth is like, Oh, I am like, I can make something out of this day. Right. Yeah. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Like, why are you putting yourself through this? What if you just go and explore and why not to do it in a place that, just breathe and reflect freedom and the way that you want to feel. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, so that takes us really to this point of you see the magazines, you're kind of fed up with how you've been living. You make that choice to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to move to another country again. What was that process like for you? What time frame was it? Like, when did you make that choice? And how did you go through the process of actually getting to move from the u.s to new zealand yeah it's um <laughs> i need to say the discla- this disclaimer it is very easy for me to move countries i i know this is hard for some people but i just get so excited to travel and to be in a new place that i just pack my bags and uh, i'm gone <laughs> so, yeah that's um, good from- but you still went <laughs> but you still went through a process right you still had to do things yes. What yeah. are those things that yes. you did to, to make that happen? Yeah. So for uh, with that disclaimer, I needed to look for, I mean, visa process and ways to to arrive to New Zealand, especially because uh, my um, Colombian passport. So it was a, a bit more difficult, but I started to look for opportunities um, in the 
in, in my field to study uh, things that, you know, had to do with my field. I wanted to continue studying more. And on that um, process of looking things, I found out on a scholarship. So there were there was a scholarship uh, process open to study business innovation. I applied. They granted me the scholarship, and I was like, okay, this is like going the way that it's supposed to go, and within what two months. So when I was fed up was June. I started to look for scholarships or or, or ways to get to New Zealand. Um, June, July, I applied for the scholarship in August. And then by September, I was granted the scholarship. And I just needed to, you know, get the paperwork for the visa together, which I did um, September, October. Um, by first week of November, I was flying out from United States mm-hmm. to New Zealand. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. So, so a lot of us in the United States, we have this, you know, we, when we move, we have to, you know, get the largest U-Haul imaginable and drive it someplace with all of our stuff in it. How was that for you? Did you sell everything? Did you? I did. I did. I, I sold my whole apartment, um, at that time, you still could take two bags of 23 kilos to New Zealand. That's like 50 pounds. Um, so whatever. That is, I'll say that's not a lot. I traveled in Europe for three months and my, my suitcase weighed 50 pounds. So yeah. that, that's not, I mean, I was yeah. expecting to bring it all home and that's, you know, I mean, that's not a lot. It is not a lot. It is not a lot, but I was so excited. And also I was thinking, well, I'm going to be in the, like literally the other side of the world. Like why I'm going to be worried right now to bring this stuff if nothing is going to work there. Like no electronics is going to (laughs) work because it is, it's just, it's just a different thing. So I really got um, to the point of fitting whatever I needed on those two bags. I sold everything. I sold my whole apart, like the whole furniture apartment, uh, under contracts. Um, and yeah, I just, I just went for it. Um, I'm not gonna say it was easy because it was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, on you are traveling. Um, you don't know what the hell are you gonna do, but they really the vision of being there of finding myself again of of kind of like breathing again like phew nobody here knows me I can kind of start from zero on on the right foot I don't have to be worrying about what mom dad x y or z are gonna say so let's do it right um that feeling uh, got me through a lot of the downsides because of course it's a lot of um paperwork it's a lot of 
things that you need to fix on your mind. Like you say, it's selling the stuff, um, getting all the things that I couldn't sell to uh, donation, um, getting like the, the logistic steps were there definitely. But at the end of the day, the bigger picture was like, we are going to make this work. So you get there and you settle in and you start your studying and all that. What were some of the things in New Zealand that brought that joy back to you or, or gave you that uh, breath of fresh air? What were the things? Was it the place? Was it the people? And describe those things to us. Yeah, it was first the place. As you arrive to New Zealand, if you arrive to Auckland, which is the capital, um, when you arrive to Auckland, the airport is <laughs> something, I think that was the first thing that 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 told me you are in the right place because you will see the Maori statues and everything is on kind of written in Maori and English. And I'm like, what? Like mm-hmm. I come from a country that speaks 114 different indige- indigenous languages and I have no idea how to speak or how to say hi on one of them. And I come here and airports are written and everybody talks in like in, in those two languages. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get outside of the airport and you just see the spaciousness, and I had my first house, first Airbnb, was in a beautiful place that was in between the mountains and the beach. So I'm like, I couldn't ask <laughs> for a better start. It was waking up with the birds, and it it was just such a sense of calmness and peace and and a lot less um running the through the days it was a a lot more of mindfulness so you go there do you do you know people in advance or you don't you said you start you know it was a chance to start (laughs) over did you know anyone like i know I mean, if I had to go to New Zealand tomorrow, I would know at least two people <laughs> I know that I could, you know, rely on to help me out, right? But yeah. but did you have that? Did you have any infrastructure there? Um, so I went with my uh, partner at the time. So that was the only person I knew. <laughs> and well, it was the first time going to New Zealand for both of us. Mm. So we didn't know anybody. Um, I... I want to say I'm pretty good at making friends. So I had a couple of conversations before with somebody and she say, um, one of those uh, people say, you know what, when you are in New Zealand, just ring me up and, and we go and explore. And, and I did, uh, but pretty much was just starting from zero scratch, like new place, no, like literally knew everything. So what did your family members say to you when you said you i'm going to do this I'm gonna, it's on my bucket list i'm just gonna go do it what what was their response to you and how did you uh, handle that and respond to them back uh, that's a very good question so the the first reaction was like what what is even new zealand <laughs> like what where is even that it's somewhere there near australia or something like that so their the reaction was not um you know, it's, it wasn't very supported at, at first, although I had a lot of support from, from my mother, but in general, it wasn't very supportive. Mm-hmm. But um, it it kind of 
you know, it puts you in a difficult position because uh, it's already an unknown. You, your mind is already thinking, oh, you are making a mistake. Why are you walking away from all the security? Look, it's, it's kind of like the battling in your head. And then you have um, your family that is like, really thinking well or or telling you well you shouldn't go there look how far it is it's 32 hours fly what if you cannot find anything <laughs> like what if you in in the first week it doesn't go well you cannot return and you know all of these um caution uh talks and I, I I need to say that at some point I thought yeah this is a bad idea I'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. but then I I came back to one of those days where I was feeling very down and I I talked to myself and I say you either do it or you don't but but this is something that needs to stop like if you are going to not do it then stop your like stop this um and put up with it like a grown-ass person or you take the decision and you go for it and you see what happens. I, I mean, you can always come back to, to your house. So the way I deal with those conversations after that moment was like, I hear you, but uh, that's okay. I, I will figure it out. Like, I hear you. I love you, but I will mm. figure it out. It was a very harsh boundary that I had to draw. Otherwise, I would have never gone. You went there, you lived, you adjusted and made it work for yourself and got that joy back overall what was the one thing that you might take away from your experience to say this this is what transformed inside of me by crossing this off my bucket list yeah listen everything transformed (laughs) um in in that jump not only because i found my true self and, and, and and voice um I was telling you the my podcast, I'm a podcaster as well. So mm-hmm. my podcast was born in New Zealand because I found my voice. I wanted wow. to do a podcast for such a long time and I couldn't. I was like, like, what would I even say? Why people will want to hear me? And I couldn't. So being there, I found my voice. I started my own business um, because of it too. I saw differently. I saw more examples of this um relaxed entrepreneurship mm. um as a finance person people may think oh well, you are in heels and, and suits and all the time and that's why i was accustomed in corporate finance uh, but i couldn't be more relaxed i'm like right now i'm in a hoodie with my sneakers like i i don't care like that this is not like this is who i am and i still get to transform people's life i still get to have a voice i still get to make money um and have my business and it has nothing to do with how i look that was something that i found um from again this ridiculous example but i love it of walking barefoot at the supermarket no i, I uh, love it that just, <laughs> it just it just broke my standards to really get down to the essence so uh, crossing that from my bucket list was uh, one, it allowed me to really find myself, my voice and everything that I just said. But two, also show me that whatever I put on my bucket list, I'm going to get it. It doesn't matter how scary or, or far away it may look. If I could have 
if if I could travel to New Zealand <laughs> in in a matter of less than six months, as I did, I can do anything. I went to live in a country where I did not know much about, and uh, I just lived for around two and a half years there, and I'm coming back uh, hopefully soon, and. And I survived and I'm safe and it's good. And it's it, it was uh, the best experience. So uh, what else can I get? Uh, like, just mm-hmm. bring it on. Um, really is that that fire behind of of trusting yourself and following through your desires and, and your well-being. That's amazing. You've, you've had this experience kind of twice, although, you know, you said the New Zealand experience was on your bucket list. If you were having a conversation with somebody in a cafe someplace and they said, I've been thinking about moving to Ireland or, you know, Zimbabwe or Israel or whatever it would be, what advice would you give them as far as leaving one place and, and assimilating yourself into a culture somewhere else? What would be the one thing you would say? You got to do X. What is X? Yeah. First of all, dude, if you're thinking about that, do it. Like it doesn't matter what, just do it. Um, because your life is gonna change a lot just from adapting. Now, the advice that I'm gonna give is first really lay down the reasons why you want to go to another mm-hmm. place. Fall in love with those reasons because that is the fire that is gonna help you to go through everything that is gonna raise after you make the decision. Adapting to a culture can be very easy if you just drop all your standards. Mm. Not everybody has to do the way that you think things should go. Not everybody's accustomed to the way that you do things. And it is, it's going to be a hard time for you. You're going to have a hard time adapting if you believe that the same, that the same kind of beliefs thoughts, ideas, habits, and everything that got you through uh, in the place that you are right now are going to help you in the in the place that you want to go. It's just a, a different culture, different way of living, and you should be open to embrace that. The, open, the more open that you are, the faster that you will adapt, and your experience are gonna, is going to be better for sure. Yeah, I love all that. That's uh, it's amazing stuff, and I appreciate you saying it, Alejandro. What is something else that you want to cross off your bucket list? Um, I want to create the first financial um academy for free for Colombians, and I'm working hmm. on that. Oh, so that would be like you would go back and and teach that, or you would do it online, or and what would be the is it just financial freedom or yeah. is there another goal you have for folks? Um, it is going to be about money mindset, um, financial freedom, especially for women in, in, in New Zealand, especially for women in Colombia. Um, and it's I'm still working the details. It may be a hybrid, it may be online, uh, but I just know that I want to create an institution where women can get a different approach to money and therefore to their dreams 
Uh, that's what my uh, focus is as a professional. I focus on money mindset, leveling up and emotional regulation with money. So I want to create an institution where um, women in Colombia can go and see differently so that hmm. they can know that they can do differently. Yeah, well, you're going to be a great example of that, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I wish you. I wish you all the success with that. For you know, That's amazing. Where can we find more information about you online? You, the best place to find me is um, in on Instagram at Money Mindset Expert. Uh, you can find me there, or you can really just go to my website and you will see uh, everything that is happening. Um, TheMoneyMindsetHub.com. It's a wonderful place uh, to send me an email or just look through the programs that I'm offering. Awesome, Alejandro. Thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. I love everything that you said, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing how your institute grows and the impact it will have on folks. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much.